Come on in. The listening is fine. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Your host right here, Bill Barty. No matter how you're listening to us, whether it be early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT Radio as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard, or maybe you are of the digital age uh, joining in via podcast, Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. If you miss any of these segments, do not worry. They can be garnered right there. Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors wherever you listen to podcasts. Here on the Carolina Outdoors, it's always been fun to watch projects grow. Uh, We've had the opportunity to visit with, learn from, and be entertained by a wide grouping of people. And one of those people's heads up something called Wild Bearings. He's also the author of a popular book over at Jesse Brown's Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway, North Carolina section. His name? Sam Johnson. And he's joining us via the Carolina Outdoors right now. Sam, welcome aboard. Well, thank you, Bill. It's, it's good to be with you today. It's um, a lot going on these days as we start heading into summer, and it's just uh, it's great to share some time with you. Well, and it's always great to have you on. We learn a whole lot. You've highlighted a bunch of different streams uh, with us here on the program, but also via that book I mentioned, Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway. But from that book... Uh, right at the pandemic of all times, when people were seeking the outdoors, they were seeking fly fishing in particularly, and, and what uh, goes with that, being in nature, hiking, and the like, from that book um, came lectures, came webcast, and now, Sam, a new undertaking, a new TV show on the Country Network, Wild Bearings Outdoors. Um, you've got season one in the books, and su- season two is being planned now, happening right now. Tell us about this adventure that Sam Johnson is on via Wild Bearings. Well, um, it's it's just it's one of the, you know it's amazing the way things progress, and uh, from the book, really, you know, you know, so many shows or movies and everything start out as a book. Well, you know, this TV show started out as a book. We were contacted by the network through one of our major sponsors, and they said, hey, we we need some additional programming that's not necessarily music programming, but family, you know, entire family. And we've seen some of your YouTube uh, presentations, Mm. and would you consider doing a pilot season of six episodes of different iconic watersheds around the country that you would like to, that that you'd like to, to do a show on? And we thought about it and said, well, sure. And so we um, just completed um, the the last episode, and it aired last weekend for the final time of a series of six episodes for this first pilot series for The Country Network in Nashville. And um, it's gone really well. The ratings have have really been good, and they've, they've asked us to now go into full production for the second season that will air in the spring of 2004, and we will start shooting in a couple of months on episode one. Wow. So it's uh, what us Hollywood types say. Uh, you've been picked <laughs> up for a second season. Uh, but, yeah. Sam, you got to tell us, ha- I mean, obviously season one went well, but right. just like a movie or a television show may come from a book, as you mentioned, How did the format of those six episodes you did in season one go compared to the book? 
the CEO read my book. He, oh. he, you know, he's a serious guy. <laughs> Took the book and read it. He said, "Wow, I like the way he presents each of these watersheds. Mm. He doesn't just talk about fishing or fly fishing. He also talks about the history, the lore, the stories." you know, the, 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 the iconic attractions in such areas. And so, you you know, you learn, you learn about fishing that watershed for sure, but you also learn about what happened in that watershed over, you know, over a period of time. And he said, we want you to do a TV show just like this. And you choose the watersheds you want to go to, and we'll, we'll do the shooting. And, and that's exactly what we did, Bill. We took kind of the same format. So we take a watershed that typically will have an iconic, an iconic uh, area around it. For instance, the Davidson River oh, yeah. in Western Carolina. Well, yes, a great river, but the, but the land around it is equally as historic. You got the the start of the National Forest System. You got George Vanderbilt owned eighty six thousand acres of it. You've got all of these beautiful and historic things around it that we spent as much time talking about the history as we did on the water catching trout. And what it's done is widened the demographic base for the country network. So now instead of just mostly guys watching two guys out fly fishing, (laughs) you got wives and daughters (laughs) and everyone else learning about the Biltmore State or George Vanderbilt or... Pisgah National Forest to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, so I have to jump in on this, and it reminds me of a story. Many of our listeners to the Carolina Outdoors may remember the great television show, and actually it was a television show that was filmed using film uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, late 60s or so. So the quality was really well done, uh, and you'll know yeah. him. Uh, Kirk Gowdy uh, oh my was the host of the American Sportsman. But one particular episode took place here in western North Carolina. It was on a private stream, as the story is told. And uh, the famed fly fisherman Lee Wolf uh, was with them and came in, and they were fly fishing this private stream. And it was later in the afternoon, and of course, Mm -hmm. all of what you know about, the camera people are there, they're filming this, filming that, getting it all down, and um, the end of the day is coming, and Lee Wolf, the famed angler, probably one of the most famous fly fishermen, um, has a huge trout on. And he asked the owner, the proprietor of this uh, private stream, if he would mind him tying off that fish to a branch and the proprietor was like no i I don't think that's a good (laughs) idea and wolf said well the fish will be fine he will just stay there in this hole um till we can come back tomorrow when the lighting is better and we'll finish out the fish fight finish out the scene well the owner of the property said mr wolf you are very well respected but uh no we're not going to do that so uh wolf had to come in the next day and catch another fish and finish it out when the lighting was fine that's a long way sam johnson for me to ask you how did you handle that the the fishing and the water in the the nature part of it in 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 set with lighting the setting and lastly, getting the fish to cooperate. How do you handle yeah. all of that for good TV? Well, it's you know it's it, it's it's reality TV. Ah. It, it, what you get is what you get, 
And there, there's been one episode where, you know, we really didn't catch a lot of fish. We caught mm-hmm. some fish, but we made the point, hey, you know, this is the way it goes. You know, sometimes when you're, when you're out chasing trout on a wild stream. And so we spent, you know, we spent time chasing trout, but we also entertained people with just, you know, um, what, what had gone on in the area and the history. And uh, the cinematography, uh, you know, the lighting, you know, you try to pick the right time of day to do certain scenes, but, you know, you can't always get it perfect. So you just do the best you can and hope it all comes out in the editing booth. Hey, you may recognize that voice right there. It's Sam Johnson. He's the author of Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway, the NC section. Um, He's been an oftentimes contributor here on the program within that book, telling us about the Blue Ridge Parkway, again, the history and the fishing and what to expect in these different places. He's also a part of the enterprise Wild Bearings. You can check it out, wildbearings.com and this program on the country network and sam we've asked you this before uh but i'm going to change the question a little bit um of course you're an alabama boy uh uh, you know live in georgia fishing the carolinas uh prominently as well as other places heading out west and you've got favorite places you've got favorite places for you to fish and to write about but what about favorite places for television, and I will open it up to include history, or maybe scenery, or maybe size of fish. But do you have a favorite place to uh, thus far six episodes in, working on the seventh right now uh, mm-hmm. for next spring? Do you have a favorite place that you have that may not be your favorite fishing place, but it's your right. favorite filming place? <laughs> Well, that's a great question, very timely, because as we get ready to shoot episode one of season two, uh, October 17th and 18th, that that episode is going to be shot on the Biltmore Estate in Asheville. Um, as as many of your listeners know, the the um, uh, you know George Vanderbilt owned over way over a hundred thousand acres, you know, back when he was alive. And the, and all that's left of that now is right at 8,000 acres sitting basically in the corner of Asheville. And although there are no trout streams on that property, there are hidden ponds and lakes and lagoons that were built for George and Edith Vanderbilt and their, and their, their friends from around the world. And episode one of season two, we're going to be fishing those secret spots all over the Biltmore Estate, and we're going to be packing in on horses. So I'd have to say, from a historical perspective, of all the things we've done so far, this is going. This is one of my favorites because I have a, quite an affinity for uh, what George Vanderbilt brought to this country in forestry. And, and those types of things. And of course, everyone's familiar with the Biltmore State. But uh, we're going to be we're going to be chasing fish um, all over the Biltmore State uh, this fall. And, and people will be able to see things that they've probably never seen before because we're going to be, you know, literally packing in in remote areas on horses. Well, I love, you know, the first uh, the first season was filled with a, a lot of wonderful places. I'm a big fan of the East Fork of the Pigeon River. I think uh, sure. one of the episodes was there right in the shadow of Cold Mountain, uh, right. another uh, different but historic uh, uh, fictional book that was set there uh, in that in that uh, vicinity, in that neighborhood. But 
What about, you know, utilizing private waters, private property? How hard is it to put that together for a show in regards to logistics, permissions, and um, and having access to the property and different parts of the property for filming? Well, actually going to private water bill is infinitely easier than going to water on national parks or national forests because of the permitting, extended permitting process and regulations. Normally with private water, you know, we, we contact them and tell them what we'd like to do. And for generally speaking, they're very open to come have a TV show shot on their, on their water because it's great publicity. We like it because it's a controlled condition and we know we're going to catch fish. You know, I mean, you're going to catch fish and you're going to catch a lot of big fish. Our, our task is to find trophy water that is also embedded inside of an area that has a lot of history and a lot of rich lore and stories or destinations that are appealing to the general public that we can also talk about. Uh, in North Georgia here, we did a large uh, winery, Montalucci Winery. Well, you know, great winery, but you know, it's also got a, a huge trout stream running right through it oh, yeah. in the Etowah River. So it turned out really well that we were able to, 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 to spend a lot of time talking about both of those, and we caught a lot of really big fish. Well, that always makes it a little bit uh, easier <laughs> when you have that reward on the other end. I do note that you're doing filming of uh, Season 2, uh, there at the Biltmore Estate, I note. I noted when you were doing that too. What a beautiful time of year October yes. will bring to be in the Asheville area, to be mm-hmm. on that property. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, no matter what happens, you don't have to put a lot of makeup on you TV people <laughs> uh, because uh, it's going to be beautiful scenery and uh, beautiful, beautiful for uh, uh, video for us to enjoy. I got to ask you this, Sam Johnson, because uh, the famed professional bass fisherman and television angler Bill Dance, yep. th- that guy still has bloopers playing these days <laughs> in the digital age. Instagram, yep. I mean, he's TikTok, wherever, all these different formats. Bill Dance is timeless, uh, and, and he's timeless with bloopers uh, even yep. in the digital age. You got six episodes of that first season under your belt. Any chance that you can put together a blooper reel, or dare you share some of the bloopers <laughs> that did not make the episodes on the Country Network with us here We're on ju- the Carolina Outdoors? Well, just like Bill Dance, we are doing the same thing. We're putting together both a highlight reel of the, <laughs> all the first episodes of season one, and then our our. Um, our director and editor also wants to do a blooper reel. And now, Bill, the reason people do blooper reels is because that's what gets some clicks on YouTube and all the other <laughs> the other streaming channels. Uh, people love watching people like me break their neck, falling down waterfalls, or stepping in a hole, or missing a fish, or getting hung up in a, you know, in a tree, and it, it makes them feel like, well, you know, these guys are just about like us, and so they share it with their friends, and it probably gets more viewership than our actual episodes get sometimes. 
I'm just I'm just glad to know Sam Johnson has made a few mistakes along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Betty Johnson will tell you the same thing because she, she she keeps you uh, level with all your successes and uh, undertakings. Uh, she keeps you honest. She she really does. And and, and Bill, I got to tell you, you know, you, while you were on vacation a couple of weeks ago, we we were in Jesse Brown Outfitters in Charlotte, and that was my first time. Although you've been selling my book for years. Oh, yes. That was the first time I was able to come by there, and Christopher spent so much time with us. And I'm telling you, my wife has got a, a want list that she's going to be sneaking back over there and picking <laughs> some stuff up. Your store is absolutely fabulous. Well, you are kind for saying so. I hate that I missed your visit, but uh, you know the doors are always open, not only for you, Sam Johnson and Betty, but also for all the listeners out there to the Carolina Outdoors, we hope that they'll jump up there and see the uh, brick and mortar that is Jesse Brown's, which is what powers the Carolina Outdoors that you're kind enough to jump on. But with that being said, Sam, um, you mentioned uh, YouTube, streaming channels, digital. Tell us how we can plug in and watch season one and how we can uh, be prepared for the upcoming season two of Wild Bearings on the Country Network. Sure. Well, the the last episode of Wild Bearings Outdoors Season 1 aired last Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. And it airs on the Country Network in, in you know, really two, two, two areas, over the air on 42 different TV stations around the country. And then it goes into what's called over-the-top, our streaming channels, uh, which are either uh, uh, video-on-demand or fast channels like Roku, uh, Firestick, all of the others, d- dozens of those. So... During the season, when it's on the schedule at the Country Network, you will be able to see when it's going to come on during the week. Now, now that season one is over with, the Country Network has posted all of these episodes on their YouTube channel. And so has Wild Bearings Outdoors. So you can just Google Wild Bearings Outdoors YouTube channel, and it'll come up, and you'll be able to see all six episodes are curated on there. And that's the way it will be from now on. We'll do that and just keep season one, two, three, four as long as we go. Fantastic. And and I will add to that, Fly, Fly Fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway, that book that helped start a lot of uh, what is happening now is available in the same place as wildbearings.com as well as the aforementioned Jesse Brown's Outdoors and jessebrowns.com. And Sam Johnson, you are too good. Oh, but you almost took away my opportunity to say, Sam, it sounds like we can just check our local listings to find the Country Network and Wild Bearings Outdoors. You, you can actually check your local listings, and we will be uh, we'll be doing all kind of promos along with the network and Wild Bearings. We'll be doing promos going into the spring of Episode 1 of Season 2, when it will air, and all the different channels that it will be on. It's actually, you know, it's going into 45 million households Oh wow! when it's on the Country Network. So um, either go to their YouTube channel now to see last season or our YouTube channel, and then we'll let you know when the, when the next one's 
uh, season two is coming up. Deal. Let's keep up. We'll uh, we have to check in. We always enjoy talking to you over here in the in the Carolina outdoors land, where we don't have to put on makeup like you do in TV <laughs> land. But uh, <laughs> Sam, thank you for jumping on and and sharing your success with us here on the Carolina outdoors. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure being with you, and thanks for all you and your team does with Carolina Outdoors and Jesse Brown Outfitters. You are quite welcome. Off he goes. There goes Sam Johnson, but don't worry. We're coming back here on the Carolina Outdoors to wrap it up. TJ and me, Bill Barty. We'll be back after this. <laughs> 